We wanted to play a game throughout this. Uh, we're gonna call it truth or drink. Oh, Every God. time we ask a question, we'll, we'll take a drink. Say there's something that's too spicy that you don't want to answer, then you would have to take a drink in that case. Uh, oh my gosh, this makes me nervous. <laughs> How is the COVID dating life in Portland? Um, <laughs> I love this because this is like my own dating show now. So <laughs> slide in my DMs if you guys are interested. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> unless, unless, I don't know. <laughs> You've interviewed Centro before. And now that he has a pretty beefy mustache, do you prefer him with or without the mustache? What is your favorite and least favorite thing about each of your roommates? Oh my goodness. Your roomies convince you to go on the tattoo shop and boom, it's Timothy Chalamet. He's the artist. What are you gonna have him give you as an ass tattoo? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I'd confess my love to him before anything. <laughs> I started Googling your name and uh -huh. the first autofill on Google was Emma Abrahamson net worth. And so <laughs> I, 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 the weirdest thing ever. Man, people are really curious. He mistrusted a fart maybe pooped himself a little bit. So the question for you, have, <laughs> yeah. have you ever, or I guess, when was the last time you pooped yourself? I'm assuming oh, you pooped yourself in, you know. <laughs> oh, you're assuming I pooped my pants. Were you confident enough, like leaving college that you were gonna be able to be an entrepreneur, be self-employed and, and be totally fine? Oh, definitely not. Um, <laughs> I never have thought of myself as an entrepreneur. I've found myself in this position now, figuring it out through trial and error, but yeah, I haven't really had that much stress about, I guess, job paths. I think I'm just kind of going with the flow. And I'm, I mean, I'm only 24, so I'm like, these are the years I can like take risks without much exactly. consequence if things go wrong. So I'm just doing it. Honestly, where where do we rate in all the podcasts you've been an interviewee on? My life beyond being an athlete is a big part of my life now. I mean, in the past, it was definitely like. I don't know, I was a one track mind athlete, but now that I have like the business side of it, I think I like talking about that more. So I, I enjoy this one. This is probably my number one. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to the Bear Mile podcast. We are the podcast that is endorsed by Ms. Rebecca Black herself. She called us the edgiest running podcast out there. So you're listening to the edgiest one out there, the best in the running game, at least the best running podcast that doesn't really talk about running. That's what we're going for. It's a pretty niche market. It's a niche market, a running podcast that doesn't even talk about running. So that's the market we're in. Ms. Rebecca Black loves it. She's uh, got a quote on our latest Instagram reel that she DM'd over to us. So check us out on uh, Beer Mile Media, the underscore beer underscore mile on Instagram to see the quote from Rebecca Black. Today we talk with Emma Abrahamson, former collegiate runner at University of Oregon, formerly in the Atlanta Track Club, big time YouTuber, and now officially a food and, and drink producer with her new non quote unquote protein bars. Yeah, I mean, I call her an entrepreneur. She launched a energy bar. Uh, it's available on Amazon. Link to that is in the description if you wanna check it out. She's venturing out. She, you know, most people know her as a content producer for mainly YouTube. She also has a, a cookbook and now she's ventured into creating her own line of energy bars. So yeah, check that out. It was fun to talk to her. We talked a little bit about running, a little bit about University of Oregon, her training right now as a triathlete, but we focused most of it more on the business side of things. How did she get this idea? How did she start the business? And also, of course, we got to ask some of the personal details too. We talk about her, her dating life, what's dating like in Portland on the dating apps these days in the COVID world that we're living in. 
Uh, had to dive into that a little bit. She's a podcast host as well. She says her podcast is better than ours, but she says that our podcast is better than most. So, I mean, we'll take it. You know, that's yeah. fine. We don't need to be at the top. We just need to be at least a little above mediocre. That's the goal. A little above mediocre. That's what my dad always said to me. Adam, you don't have to be the best. Just be a little bit better than mediocre. Exactly. Get Don't get A's. Don't get C's. But get B's. That's where we're trying to land in this podcast. Also, you may notice that Adam and I are matching today. You know, we're not doing it just for funsies. We're repping Total Running Productions, Friends of the Pod. Andy and Eunice over at Total Running Productions on YouTube sent us these sweatshirts. Thanks a bunch to both of you. Uh, they were on an earlier episode of ours, so check that out if you have not. I believe it was episode 11, uh, if my memory serves me right. So. Total Running Productions, massive YouTube channel. Uh, thanks for the sweatshirts. These things are super comfy. I don't know if they have any for sale right now. I know they said that they sold out at one point. So take a look at their website and see if they have anything up. But highly recommend once they have merch again because they go quality on these bad boys. Oh, for sure. And if you're new here, that means you weren't one of our first 10,000 listeners. So man, you're kind of late on the times, but we'll still describe what we do every podcast so that you're in the loop if you're new. Giveaway every single episode to someone who comments on the YouTube video, the video version of this podcast, link in the description if you're listening to the audio, or if you share our podcast on your Instagram story and tag us, the underscore beer underscore mile. We have a giveaway from the previous episode, and this one is going to uh, Instagram username matt.runs.again. Left a fire comment on one of our Instagram reels with Craig and Eric uh, talking about how those boys should start a podcast called the Runner's High Podcast. So, you know, if you if you know, you know, go back and listen to part two where we may talk about some some Bob Marley things in that podcast with Craig and Eric. And shout out Courtney. And they admit that they would probably be good hosts of a podcast of of this nature. So, Matt Runs again. DM us on the Beer Mile. Uh, I think you already follow us, and we'll send you something. Uh, any swag that you want from uh, the beermile.com swag store. Swaggy. All right. Most of you said that you don't like Chris and I and we should focus more on the interviewees. That's the right word, right? That is the right word. We should focus more on the interviewees. So that's what we're going to do. We listen to the fans. We got fan service. Let's get into it. Our interview with Emma Abrahamson. Let's go, fellas. Welcome to the show, Emma. Uh, first of all, how many people mispronounce your last name? Do you still get that a lot? Oh, I think I would say 90% of people mispronounce my last name. It's Abrahamson. So it's like <laughs> you pronounce all the syllables. There's no, it's not Abramson. Mm. People like, I just know it's coming when someone tries to like introduce me and they, I just know that they're nervous and then that they don't know how to say it and it's just uncomfortable. But for everyone listening... If you ever introduce me, it's Abrahamson. So, do you ever just cut people off so you can like save them? Like, oh, no, oh, yeah. I just go with it, you know, because yeah. I don't want to embarrass them. I don't know. It's always embarrassing when someone like corrects someone. So, I'm just like, I just sit back and observe. So, <laughs> <laughs> love it. So, we wanted to play a game throughout this. Uh, we're going to call it Truth or Drink. So, oh, every God. time we ask a question, whatever it is, we'll, we'll take a drink. Um, and then also say there's something that's 
too spicy that you don't want to answer, then you would have to take a drink in that case. Um, oh my gosh, this makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. After the first couple of drinks, it'll make you less nervous. Okay, right. that is true. That's that is true. <laughs> Let me take I need to take a sip before we get this started. All right, all right. <laughs> so you're drinking White Claws. Is that the, the favorite drink, the go-to for you? Yeah, the Claw is definitely my favorite. I... I like beer on occasion. Like I'll go to a brewery and enjoy a nice, a nice beer, especially cider. Um, but you know, claws are just, they have a special place in my heart. So I'm a fan. Reliable. Definitely. Yeah. Not what? an ad, but white claw. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag sponsored yet or, or not yeah. yet? <laughs> no, I wish. I don't think they do sponsorships. Maybe I should look into it. Yeah, for real. Uh, if you had to pick a type of beer that's your go-to, what are you leaning towards when you're ordering at a brewery? Um, I mean, I usually go for the cider, which everyone's like, you're getting the cider. And I'm like, sorry, I like fruity beers. Um, I mean, I just go for the lightest one. No IPAs, no stouts for me. That's just too much. Let's dive right into your latest venture, Crazed Foods. Uh, well, specifically the protein bars. Mm -hmm. uh, curious how that all started. I, I was looking on Amazon today and saw that it has the Amazon's Choice badge next to it now. So. Woo! Yeah, popping up right to the top. Like, what did? How did you get to that point so quickly? How did this all go down? Um. So honestly, I was never really expecting to make my own food brand, but it just kind of worked out. Like, I was going to collaborate with this one company, and they're like, "Oh, do you want to make your own protein bar?" I was like, "That sounds amazing." So this has been in the works for like a year ish, maybe. I don't know, eight or so months. And I just kept it low key because honestly, like I just didn't know how the launch was going to go. I was like a little nervous. because I mean, this is completely out of my element. Um, so yeah, it just been like months in the making. We designed the packaging, like a lot of taste testing, whatever, um, between me and manufacturers. And then, yeah, I mean, they're like, all right, it's ready to go. And then I had, I didn't even tease it at all before I launched it basically like a couple weeks ago. And I think people were just really excited. Honestly, I was surprised by the overwhelming response and they sold out so fast. Like, I, I mean, I didn't know how many to order. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they sold out in literally like a couple hours, which I was like, Oh my goodness. Okay. I guess I should make some more. So yeah, they keep selling out, which is a good and a bad thing. Cause I want as many people as want to buy it to be able to get it. So hopefully like now I have a better idea of like stocking and stuff. This is just so out of my element. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing half the time, but um, I am eating one right now. So oh <laughs> shameless plug. Oh yeah. So like in the process, how many times would you get a sample sent to you or like go out and have a taste test? Um, so my manufacturer is in Ohio and yeah, they would just ship me samples and it was, I mean, it, the whole process was only a couple of weeks because we kind of talked about like what we wanted in terms of like ingredients and what we wanted in terms of like flavoring and stuff. And, um, they like, I mean, the first one that they sent me, I was like, okay, this is delicious. So it, we didn't really have to do very many rounds because I already knew that it was really good. Um, so it was like only a couple week process. I think they sent me like two rounds of samples. I was like, all right, ready to go because it was so good. I mean, I had no other changes and the response has been really good too. I've only gotten one critical review from my, from one of my friends too. I was like, wow. Oh, that's, that's kind of hard. <laughs> but I guess your, your friends are the ones who should be, you know, they can let you down easy. Yeah. But then all my other friends are like, this is my favorite bar ever. And I'm like, are you just being nice or. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you do any like random sampling? No. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I have a, a good palate. You know, I've tried a lot of protein bars Definitely. and there are a lot of like bad bars out there that I'm like not a fan of. Um, so I feel like I have a good 
you know, variety of taste testing myself that I knew it was going to be good. Um, and I think people just need to try them to realize that they're good. So this just sounds like an ad for my protein bar. <laughs> I promise I didn't come on here just to promote my own bars. Link, link in the description to the yeah. bars. Let's go. <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, no, how, I'm curious how many, so when you are doing a batch of them and producing a bunch and then you say like you're running out, how, how much are we talking? Like in how much can the manufacturing line put, put out in a given day? How much can they manufacture of it? Yeah. So it really depends. Like when we first started, I only got about a hundred boxes just okay. because I was like, I don't know how many people are going to buy these. And I mean, I don't have, I don't have them personally on hand that's in Ohio. So, I mean, I don't have a hundred boxes at my house, which is nice to not have to keep stock at my house. Um, but yeah, since that sold out in a couple hours, I was like, okay, probably shorter more next time. So it's just like each time we're adding a couple hundred boxes, um, yeah. So it's been wild just to kind of figure out like what the demand is. And I mean, once you get ranked on Amazon, I think it kind of starts opening it up more to the general public too, mm-hmm. which I guess is what the goal is eventually. But it's been fun to little like cater specifically to my little niche on the internet too. Yeah. Little, so. So, so the the supplier handles everything then for you shipping and everything like that. Do you have yeah. any business partners in this or is it just you and then the no, it's just me and then the manufacturers in Ohio, which is, cool. I mean, it's nice because it's like pretty hands off for me. You know, I'm just like, basically I'm just like marketing behind it all. But then, um, I mean, I would love for it to be more hands-on. And I think in the future, I'm going to head out to Ohio to go see like where it's all done. But obviously right now due to COVID, I'm not traveling, but I'm sure in the future, like, I don't know, especially when we start putting out more products and stuff too. I want to be more involved in like the actual like shipping and manufacturing that would be a fun uh, a fun vlog like going to yeah the- i'm excited yeah. you're gonna say hopefully you don't uncover something that you don't want to see there <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i hope not i doubt it though they're so pretty you- reputable so i would hope that, that did not happen do you think like what's like the next step in terms of like a, a new product um like what are you what are your thoughts so far because this has been so successful yeah, so we've gotten a lot of feedback and people want a vegan version of the bar, like plant-based. So because this is made with whey protein and honey. So I've gotten a lot of feedback from my own followers just being like, please make a plant-based version, which I completely understand. Like there's a lot of people that are dairy-free out there. So we'll probably do that, like a version like that or um, one that's like nut-free because a lot of people have either peanut allergies or just nut allergies in general. So either like maybe an almond butter flavor or like some pharmacy butter. I don't really know yet. We're still like talking about it all. So yeah. we'll see, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know yet. Yeah. I mean, you're still early on this, this first product launch. So yeah, I, I'm like, maybe yeah, I should like keep time. it in stock for a little bit. <laughs> That's like my main focus. <laughs> well, if you ever need taste testers, you know, oh, we're, true. we're your guys. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice little reverse plug. There. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like how, how much did you actually experiment in the kitchen? I mean, I know you, you, you cook a lot, you uh, document what you eat a lot. I, I'm curious just how, how many years in the making and like, was protein bars really something that you tried to master over the years or uh, how did you arrive at the final recipe, I guess, for it? Yeah. I mean, I've just made a lot of different little healthy snacks over my time. And they're just, like I said before, there's not that many good tasting protein bars out there in my opinion. Um, and this isn't even considered a protein bar because it doesn't have 20 grams of protein. I'm pretty sure it has to have 
20 grams of protein to be considered a protein bar. So it's just a bar, okay. but it has 16 grams of protein. So it's like still not a, a good amount of protein and it has honey, which is like a simple carbohydrate basically. So I think it's really good for post-workout and pre-workout. Um, and I think, yeah, over the years, I've just done so much recipe testing and obviously I have a love of nut butter and coffee and I wanted to see them <laughs> combined, even though it's hard because coffee is really bitter. So yeah. a lot of like other caffeinated bars that you may see are like usually bitter, at least the ones I've tried because they have that caffeine in there, but like the coffee in here, I don't know. It's not bitter. It's just perfect flavoring. And I think, yeah, just my experience since like 2016, when I started my food Instagram, um, has kind of led me to like figuring, figuring out what flavors work together yeah. well. So yeah, I'm not a chef, but I feel like I have, I have a science to it a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, can you just like make the bar a little bigger so it gets to 20 grams of protein without <laughs> changing the ratio? Yeah I, guess I could, yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess I could, but then it's like, then the calorie count will go up a lot. So it's like, I don't know. I'll, I'll talk, I'll talk with my people about it and see. <laughs> yeah. See if it's more valuable to be a, a protein bar or just yeah. normal energy bar or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, already yeah, I like that business ideas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was the business podcast where we, <laughs> we, we, you know, we, we try to touch on it. You know, we always, whenever we're talking to runners, we're trying to get insights as much as we can into uh, like their contracts and all that stuff. Nobody talks numbers of course, but uh, yeah, I think people are definitely interested because not many people have their own, you know, food company. So people are like, how much money does someone even make doing that? And how do you yeah. even get started doing that? And everyone's curious. So yeah, and there's so many different ways to go about it, too. It's like, you could start from the absolute ground up where you're in your kitchen, you know, making all this stuff, or you can like work with manufacturers who have ingredients on hand, like there's just so many ways you can go about it. Honestly, I'm still such a newbie to the scene. Like, I don't know what my future holds in this. So we'll say it's just a lot of trial and error, which has basically been my entire job um, over the years is trial and error. So so like right before you launched it, I think it was probably like a day or two before is when you, for, at least when I first saw you tease something, how many people knew about it before then? It was only my close circle of friends and like my family that knew about it because I mean, I got shipped the bars before and like last year when I was testing them, I like gave one to my friends. I was like, what do you think? You know? Um, so I would say like 10 people probably knew, maybe 15 ish. How, how much time is this taking up compared to everything else right now? Are you kind of putting like YouTube and, and everything on the back burner to some extent and really focusing on this to make it successful or what's your split look like now? Yeah. So this has taken up, I mean, since we launched more time than I, than I assumed that it would have. Mm -hmm. Um, and YouTube for me has been kind of on the back burner for like the last year, just because it is a lot, like my channel has been a lot of focus on myself and as fun as it is sometimes, like it's just can get draining. Like I don't really care to film my boring day-to-day -day life every day, a lot of the time. So I have some ideas for like later in the year that I want to like, I don't know, do like say going to the manufacturing whatever for crazed foods and stuff and more of that like especially when things start to open up hopefully and like races are going on I really want to bring the YouTube channel back but for now it's like I'm really focusing on my podcast too um has been pretty successful over the last year since I started it back in May so um yeah a lot of my time is taken up by training for triathlon, um, doing my podcast and just trying to post on Instagram every day. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. What, which of those do you enjoy the most? Like if you could just pick one and that would be your, you know, big thing that made you super successful, rich, whatever, which of those, uh, would you just pour it all into? That's a good question. I mean, it's really changed over the years. I, right now I'm really loving the podcast. I think it's really fun. I love talking to people as people can probably already tell because I'm like rambling on this podcast already, (laughs) Um, but I really like the podcast, but then I also like, since the launch of Craze Foods, I'm like, whoa, like this is actually really fun. So I think it's just really fun to put your own product out there. Like it's different than merch or anything I've done in the past, even like my ebook, um, my recipe ebook that I put out last year in November, like that was, I mean, my own product and stuff, but there's something about having like a tangible product mm-hmm. that like people can enjoy and like, I don't know, eat to fuel their training or whatever, or just day-to-day lifestyle. I think it's just kind of rewarding. So I would say either the podcast or the food brand as of right now, but I mean, it changes every day to be honest. Yeah. Have, yeah. Have you seen, um, one of the bars out in the wild? Like, no, not yet. Uh, I'm hoping, really I'm hoping to, I mean, unless it's my friends, you know, and they're like, I mean this, you know, <laughs> but it's like, that'd be the most satisfying thing to just like see your product out in the wild without yeah. like knowing the person. Yeah, I think it's too early for that. So maybe down the road, I'm hoping at least like if I go to a running event, maybe someone will have it, you know, that would be cool. That's true. Yeah, that, I definitely think like the physical product for whatever reason, like that means a lot more. Like I could imagine like you say you get your bar in Whole Foods and you just walk into a Whole Foods and you're like, oh, wow, that's that's me on the shelf. Or yeah. I always thought that too. Like if you yeah. just randomly see someone like wearing your sweatshirt like down the street and you're like, I don't even know who this person is. Yeah. Like that would be that would be way more rewarding than seeing whatever a couple thousand plays on your on your yeah podcast. I don't know what it is I don't know what it is about it because yeah even like okay I think last week my friend who lives in DC sent me a text and was like someone came into our store today wearing your merch <laughs> and I was like no way like I mean I don't see it very often yeah. um unless I'm at like a running meet or something maybe I'll see it but out in the wild like I never see that so even getting that text saying that someone else saw it I was like oh that's kind of cool so yeah I don't know Sweet. Uh, you mentioned triathlon. How How's training going there? And, and curious, actually a listener question that someone submitted in was, how does training for the triathlon compare to D1 college running? Like, which is more difficult? Uh, yeah. What's your experience with it? So, I mean, I'm pretty new to triathlon training still. So I have a lot to learn. Um, I started basically in like June-ish, July last year, um, decided to start pursuing triathlon. So it's been just a huge learning experience for me. I grew up swimming, so I have that background and I'm pretty knowledgeable in that. I mean, I'm still a little rusty, like, especially because a lot of pools have been closed here. So it's hard to find a pool. Um, So it's been just a lot of learning of the bike stuff. Like there's just so much that goes into bike training that I have had no idea, like power, like Watts and all this stuff. And yeah, and it's just, it's also been a big investment in terms of money, especially for the bike situation. So it's been a very big learning experience, but training wise, it's been awesome. I mean, I think it's just a really good, I don't know, just difference from just running. I mean, I really like switching it up every day, like not having, you know, my six mile easy day on Monday every day. And instead of having like maybe a bike that day or swim and a bike or something, I think it just, it switches it up, which I think I really needed. I can't see myself like going back to my same routine that I had in college. You know, I can't see myself continuing to do that right now. So it's been really nice to just have that variety in my training. Um, and the main difference I think would be the volume. Like when I was in college, I think like training volume for the week would be, 
I don't know, seven hours or something total, maybe eight. But then for triathlon, it's like you're dipping above, you're, or you're going above 10, which is just, right. it's a lot more volume than I'm used to because you can just put more miles in on the bike without having like the impact on your body. So that's been a little bit harder to get used to mentally more than anything, because physically, I mean, I don't have the stress of school going on. I have like work, but training, I guess, is part of my work. So I sure. fit it into my work day pretty well. Um, so yeah, it's just a lot more easy volume, but yeah, it is a little, a little bit more time consuming, but I like it a lot. So plus you also get some content out of it. Like yeah, exactly. So it's like, it, it really is just part of my like lifestyle and my job. So I really, I'm very grateful that I like have the ability to work for myself because I give so much credit to like the Ironman athletes who have a full-time job and like a family. I don't know how you can train that much because you have to put in hours every day for Ironman training. It's wild. I give so many props to them. When's, when's your first Ironman? Oh my gosh. Half I knew this. Half half we'll start with a half. <laughs> the half honestly my coach last year when I went to Flagstaff for about a month or like three weeks to do some altitude training and I got a little beat up at the end of that but she was like yeah you were ready to like race a 70.3 and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> I, I still can't imagine racing a 70.3 maybe I would do one this year or next year maybe emphasis well, Iron Man's <laughs> not going to come for years down the road though that's like so much I can't imagine spending that much time like competing so let's just start off with the sprints in the olympic distance <laughs> yeah that, that, that's that. like a good plan yeah i i don't even know what would be worse about iron man i mean obviously running a marathon in of itself just is like daunting and then doing that after you've already worked out for like seven hours also yeah. very daunting but i i think that for me the biking would be terrible just like no. sitting on the seat for mm-hmm. six seven i mean i don't know how long it would take I mean, an seven hour, hours eight hours yeah time wise well, oh at least for me time wise the bike would be the vast majority of an iron man Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I think it is for a lot of people. Like when people start getting into the triathlon, I think that I tell them that the biking is like the most important leg to kind of focus on because it just takes up so much time. I mean, maybe that's just me being biased because I grew up swimming and I obviously ran. So maybe it's just me being biased, but I do think, especially like if I was to do an Ironman, the biking is something I would really have to work on. Yeah, absolutely. It's also, it's kind of annoying. Like the good thing about running is that you can only run so much per week because you'll get hurt. It's just too much force, but like biking and swimming, you can't really overdo it. Like obviously you can, but you can like bike for two hours every day and you're probably not going to get hurt. So it also sucks because it's like, you could always be doing more to some extent. So that, yeah, I don't know. Triathlon is something that when props to you, props to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's people that train a lot more than me. I interviewed Morgan. Do you know Morgan Pearson? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We haven't talked to him yet on the podcast, but yeah, follow, follow what he's doing and a a madman. Absolutely. He like, he was like, yeah, I do 30, 30 plus hours of training a week. I'm like, Mm -hmm. how do you do that? I don't get it. And he's doing like the Olympic distance. He's not even training for Ironman. So I'm like, man, it takes a lot to get to the top. So one thing that I didn't expect about biking was like you kind of need to be coordinated in a longer race like be able to like pull out your water bottle or like fuel during the bike because like i ate shit so many rides yeah and yeah maybe it's just because i'm not coordinated well biking is high risk though like if you oh if you crash you're probably going to get hurt and your bike's probably going to be in a state where you can't just get up and keep riding true that was like the biggest barrier for me in terms of biking like i did a couple triathlons when i was younger 
but I remember falling on my bike one time and I think it scarred me because I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. And I just could never see myself doing triathlon because I had that fear of biking. Mm -hmm. And it is a rite of passage to fall, especially when you're like getting in and out of your bike clips for the first time that I remember first time clipping in, I fell at a stops, like a stoplight in front of so many people. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, it wasn't even like a, you know, you're sliding and falling, you know, it's like you come to a stop and then you're like, and you're <laughs> so, yeah, but it is a rite of passage, but I think it's just practice and getting more comfortable, like riding on the roads and stuff. It's just, yeah, you got to expose yourself to it. <laughs> has has biking made you like more of an aggressive person like our the the path that we run on all the bikers are horrible human beings <laughs> i don't i feel like i haven't encountered that many mean cyclists i hope i'm not a mean cyclist i don't think i am just because i also am a runner so i'm like well i don't want to encounter a mean cyclist so i'm not going to be one um <laughs> So I don't really know. I haven't, I hope I'm not, but maybe I feel like people just think bikers are annoying anyways. So maybe people would be like, that girl's annoying. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Well, then it's on them because it's just their prejudice. Yeah, exactly. I'm just chilling. I'm just biking. So, <laughs> so the only time that Adam ever did a triathlon, I've never done a triathlon. Adam's done one. He mistrusted a fart, maybe pooped himself a little bit. So the question for you <laughs> yeah. Have you ever, or I guess, when was the last time you pooped yourself? I'm assuming oh, you pooped yourself in, you know. <laughs> oh, you're assuming I pooped my Not pants. necessarily triathlon. It could be, you know, on a run, on a training run. When was the I cannot remember the last time I pooped my pants. Oh, man. Oh. Dang. I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm offended that you assume that I poop my pants often. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've never had, I have a very strong stomach when it comes to running. You're a beer mile. I, yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, I don't know how well beer would go down. I've never done a beer mile, but in terms of the other end, I've had no issues. So impressive. yeah, I don't know. Very impressive. I mean, Adam, May Adam does have issues. May so. 2018. <laughs> Man, you'll remember that forever. On the, on the nice. red line in Chicago on my way home from work. Oh gosh. Yeah. Adam, Adam is, cuts it a little too close sometimes, but <laughs> I, that, I think that's like a very common like runner runner thing is everyone has that like story of that time that you're just like, like you just can't hold run, it yeah. on the long run or you're like out in the middle of nowhere or, or actually real, real worse would be in the city running around and there's when no bathroom the around are locked yeah. yeah yeah I mean I understand that but I don't think I've ever gotten to that point you know I think I just like stop before I get to that point I know I know yeah I don't know maybe I'm just weird maybe I don't put myself hard enough or maybe, maybe I'm just eating the perfect or, thing. Or maybe yeah. I was going to say, maybe you're actually like fueling properly and you actually pay attention to nutrition versus <laughs> oh, you uh, don't Adam, pizza before Adam you just run? eats like a pizza an hour before he runs. Huh. He doesn't care. An so. hour. That's yeah. yeah. Well, so. there was one run where I ate six Reese's eggs. Like it was in April when, when those things were like, I don't oh, know, yeah. popping or yeah. whatever. So I ate six Reese's eggs before I went on an easy run in college and I literally almost threw up and it was like, it was the easiest run ever. We were going like seven thirty pace and I had to drop myself and I didn't want to tell everyone. I was like, I didn't want to tell everyone I ate six Reese's eggs. So I just dropped myself and suffered in misery. So that was the worst one I've ever had in my life. Oh man. I feel like those can go either way. Sometimes all that sugar could like actually yeah. make you feel really good for the run and crash later, but maybe yeah. I'll never do that again, to be honest. So yeah, my worst pre-run was actually a, a full, it was like a full frozen pizza. It was probably like my junior or senior of high school and I ate it and my dad was dropping me off at practice and he's like, if you don't puke, like you're not pushing your health hard enough because you literally just ate a full pizza. It's like, <laughs> I mean, kind of true. 
I've never thrown up from running either. I don't think I pushed myself hard enough. That I, yeah. I've never thrown up from running. Any, anytime I PR, I throw up. That's basically. That's so right. wild. Yeah. There, that's there not are, really bad. I feel like I'd be afraid of PRing then. Yeah, yeah. There are there are always those kids that are like I had a couple guys on my team that would throw up after doing like the four hundred meters, and I was okay, like, that's not real. I, I mean, they would. I think that's more real because it's like you go lactic in your stomach. All that acid, yeah. Yeah, all the all the lactic acid goes into your stomach and then you throw it up. That's right. how it works, right? Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, for me, it's anything from a mile up. I don't think I've puked in like an eight hundred or a four before. <laughs> You're weird. Maybe you need to try harder then. So yeah, 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 say, yeah. just bad. Yeah, you just have crazy. This is the person who's never thrown up from running. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you're you're training your i think your bike it looks like from the stories is is in the basement of your new place in portland it is okay let's talk new portland roomies you live with carissa hannah and jenny yep there's that's the only three right yep that's the only three okay what is your favorite and least favorite thing about each of your roommates? And we should probably. Oh my goodness! We should yeah. So think about it for one sec. We should probably clarify. So for for listeners who may, might not know these first names that you just mentioned, Chris <laughs> Schweitzer, Bowerman Track Club, uh, like fourteen whatever twenty six, I believe in the five k, like super fast. Uh, Hannah, our one of our college buddies, Jason uh, Thomas, his sister. So we love Hannah. The guy I got roofied with. <laughs> and then Jenny, Jenny is Craig Ingalls' uh, current girlfriend. Just yep. girlfriend. I don't know why I said current. That was, <laughs> that was <laughs> well, because we did talk to his ex-girlfriend for our last podcast. So okay. <laughs> so so back to the back to the question at hand. Yeah, what what do we what do we really like about each of these ladies and what are the pet peeves that you got going? What are the, oh my goodness. Okay. Well, <clears throat> let me get a drink first. Um, there we go. All right. Well, Carissa, I haven't really experienced being a roommate with because she left for Flagstaff like almost as soon as I um, moved in. So pet peeve is that she's always gone. Um, and That's safe. Yep. She is very neat. Her room is like perfectly put together. And I'm like, how does it look like that? I don't get it. She has so much stuff, but it's like all in one like organized system. So, um, Hannah, I'm just getting to know pretty much. So since I moved in, I mean, she's been here for a couple months, but now we're, we're, our rooms are right next to each other upstairs. So we have a lot of good conversations. Um, <laughs> we've had some good talks up there. So that's one of my favorite things. Pet peeve. Um, sometimes her cat likes to step on my chest when I'm working. So I don't know if that has to do with her, but, um, it's like, yeah. So it just steps right on, um, the chest. So I kind of have to <laughs> move it away. <laughs> and then Jenny, um, Ooh, what do I like? What do I like about Jenny? Let's see. Hopefully it's a well, long list. Right? Yeah, no, it is a long list. Jenny is, Jenny was like one of my first friends when I moved here. So she's also, she's like a very down to earth person. She's like my rock. So, um, we've had a lot of like good deep conversations. I think, I mean, all my roommates are great, great people. And even people that live next door to me are also great people. All my friends here. Are amazing. So Jenny is just like a rock and someone I can go to with any sort of situation. Um, pet peeve of Jenny's. I don't really know. Oh gosh. <laughs> I don't know. Craig's over a lot when uh, <laughs> he, he's here. So maybe that's it. We got to, we have another roommate. <laughs> you should charge him for utilities. 
Yeah, you think? Sure. I think so. But he again, he's left for um, altitude camp too. So yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. So so between Jenny and Craig, uh, last is it last episode that we had Craig show us the ass tattoo that. Um, Jenny got for his birthday. I know it was so heartfelt, right? <laughs> so I have, so I have a situational, um, or I have a situation for you that I want to get your take on. So let's say you've had a night with, with the roomies, you've had some, maybe like margaritas, some Mexican food, maybe you were visiting a winery in Portland Okay. and you walk out and there's like a tattoo shop next to you. You go, your roomies convince you to go in the tattoo shop and boom, it's Timothy Chalamet. He's the artist. What are you going to have him give you as an ass tattoo? Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I'd confess my love to him before anything. Um, <laughs> I don't know how he would respond to that. But since he's the one giving me the tattoo, I would probably tattoo a peach on my butt. Um <laughs> And, you know, I could explain that in multiple different ways. If you've seen Call Me By Your Name, you know what the peach means. Um, that sounds actually kind of wrong now that I'm saying it. <laughs> but, uh, um, but then peach could also stand for butt. I could be like, ha, I got a peach tattoo on my butt because it is my butt. From <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, from Timothy Chalamet. People would know. So I think it'd be funny. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. So, so what, from Jenny's point of view then... Craig's ass hat because Craig gave us his story on True. how he, he was basically like Jenny got me to pay for my own ass tattoo that I didn't want for my birthday <laughs> so I'm curious is this a, is this like the consensus of what the story is or I want to get both sides because I don't want to just I thought Jenny paid for it she was Ooh. originally going to pay for it Wait, so then what happened? So Craig claims because she was in grad school, he felt bad because it was kind of expensive so he oh. ended up paying for it okay but well then that sounds like it's Jenny was going to pay for it. So it sounds like Craig was just being the nice guy. And oh, nice guy. I feel like he secretly loved it. I mean, I think he loves it. Yeah, he does. So. I mean, he yeah, he stood up right away when we asked him about it. He just stood up and pulled down his pants and showed <laughs> us. So I think he's pretty proud of it. We'll put it yeah, that I'm, Oh, I'm sure he is. I mean, it's a great tattoo. <laughs> yeah, it's good it was tattoo. a great idea from Jenny. It's but really regardless idea. or not, and she paid for it. But she was going to pay for it, so... <laughs> So how has it been now that you have roommates versus living alone earlier during quarantine? Is it a big, a big boost to the mental health to have people around? I guess a couple, you know, people are kind of in and out and Chris is gone at altitude camp, but yeah. probably better than living alone, I'm assuming. Yeah. So I moved into like a studio alone. It's like a big studio last no November of 2019 or December of 2019. And I was like, oh, 2020 is going to be my year. You know, I have an awesome friend group here, but I'll have time like in my apartment alone that I can spend like my big studio creating content doing yeah. all this you know being self-employed whatever and then I'll go over to my friend's house when I want and then 2020 hit obviously no one was seeing each other anymore and we were all in lockdown so I spent so many days just in my studio alone I was going insane basically like I was my men's my mental state was deteriorating um yeah. so I was actually thinking about breaking my lease in the middle of the year but I've already done that so many times and, I, and then it was just going to be really expensive. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to stick it out. And then, yeah, I mean, having a chance to move in here, I was like, Oh, please. Like there was no way I was going to stay in my apartment because I mean, who knows what this next year is going to have in store too. So it's definitely helped the mental health side of things to have roommates again. I forgot how much I, I missed having roommates. So it's been awesome. Yeah. I bet. What, what's the studio setup like for you? Do you have like, 
do you have things already just like re- set up, ready to go to record? Like I'm, I'm assuming at this point you just have like hella gear for recording everything. Um, my, it's like, I just have random stuff. I have a lot of kitchen appliances and our kitchen's not very big. So the kitchen's kind of overflowing with stuff, which I feel bad for, because I mean, half of it's probably my stuff that I just brought in from my huge (laughs) 900 square foot studio and we're squeezing into this house now. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have stuff like, like tripods laying around. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of messy because I moved in here, but we're figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's perks for your roommates as well. Since you have all this like kitchen stuff, then they can just take advantage of it as well. Yeah, so. a lot of free food comes in every day. So yeah. I offer it to my friends. Though I just <laughs> offered a bag of kettle corn to my friend. He said, no, we don't need it. And I was like, no. okay, never mind. Damn, Savage. Kettle corn. We'll up the spice, but I don't even think it's spice because... Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Could I don't want to... Yeah, I don't want to uh, bias you before I even read the question. So... I started Googling your name and Uh the first autofill on Google was Emma Abrahamson net worth. And so (laughs) I, I, the weirdest thing ever. Man, people are really curious. I I guess. I don't don't know why. So I click it and the first website, click into it. It says Emma has a net worth of $80 million. That's literally what it says. Weird. That's, that estimates a little bit low for what I would expect. (laughs) That's what I assumed as well. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, I'm she's a little offended by whoever put that in there." That's <laughs> yeah. really rude of you. Oh, so. Yeah, they left off a digit. Like she's not. Yeah, man, <laughs> I don't know how people come up with those things, or like how you even fill those out. I I really don't know where it was pulled, um, but but yeah, apparently your protein, well, your almost protein bars, your energy bars, they're apparently they're really going crazy this last. Couple yeah, of that's the behind the scenes that you guys don't know about. Those hundred boxes, man, they made me rich so <laughs> that's hilarious had to ask about that because i, I could that not believe funny. that that was even a thing yeah <laughs> uh speaking of of moving of random spicy questions how is the covid dating life in portland um <laughs> it's been rough i mean i don't i don't go on like too many dates anyways um you know i've gone on the apps before because my friends encourage me they're like Emma, we're going to pay for pre for premium hinge for you so that you can filter out the six, four, or you can like filter for six, four guys. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to make you pay for me to, that just sounds no. <laughs> so I, you know, I've been on a couple dates here and there, but honestly, they've all been yikes. Um, so it's been very minimal, but I'm also like very content being alone. So I'm like a very independent person. So I'm not too worried about it, but you know, sometimes it does get to you. So <laughs> we'll see what this year has in store. I don't know. Keeping my options open, you know. So is yeah. the is that the starting height? Yeah. So I mean, I'm five eleven. So I'm in the 99th percentile for females. So I, you know, I feel like it makes sense for me to want someone that's six four. Uh, my friends want to wear heels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My friends get offended. My my guy friends get offended because they're like six four. I'm like I'm taller than all of you guys. What do you expect? <laughs> my minimum is going to be six four. Okay, it's not actually my minimum. It's more of a joke. But um, yeah, I mean, someone that's definitely taller than me is uh, a preference. <laughs> if somebody's shorter than you, like, what is the X factor that they have to have in order for you to consider them? I love this because this is like my own dating show now. So. <laughs> 
slide in my DMs if you guys are interested. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> unless, unless, I don't know. <laughs> okay, if they're under, if they're shorter than me, I would say like humor is a big thing. Like I, I have always said like, I don't really want to be an entertainer in the relationship, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I am an entertainer. I think I always will like naturally be one, but that sounds so cocky. Wow. Um, but I want someone that can make me laugh too, you know? So humor is definitely something that I look for. How often do you have someone that you match with that you're start, start talking to and they like know who you are already, or they like Google you or look you up on YouTube and then they see like, your net worth. Yeah. They see your net worth. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, oh, okay. I'm so sugar mama, you know? <laughs> um, so, okay. I, I have a love, actually, I don't have a love hate relationship with the dating apps. I, de- I've deleted all of my accounts because I just don't think they work for me. I don't know. Yep. Um, but like there was, oh, there was just this one time I remember someone like chatting me on hinge and they're like, what's up fellas. Like it was like, oh. it was like, the type of thing where it's like before you even match with them, they can like chat you. Um, and I was like, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> and, but, it, but that's the thing is like, yeah, if these people look me up, they know so much more about me than I know about them. So it's just like a weird situation and it just makes me feel uncomfortable to be honest. So that's why, that's one of the reasons why I don't really like go on the apps. What's yeah. the, what's like the worst or like most cringy DM you've gotten, whether it's hinge or, or like Instagram even too. Besides, I, honestly, I don't get that many like weird DMs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I really don't get that many like creepy DMs, which kind of, I don't know. doesn't surprise me, but I don't have any that stick out. That's such a boring answer. I apologize. No, F- that- fellas, we'll get you some. Like, let's go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised some high school boys haven't oh, yeah, done something stupid. I mean, I get a lot of prom requests and I'm like, excuse yeah. me, I'm 24. So I'm going to go with no on that one. Yeah. But, yeah. Dang. <laughs> How often do people recognize you just out and about in Portland? Or, or if they, maybe they do recognize you, but they don't really bother you, I guess. So that might be the case too. Not, not often. I mean, I'm not really famous. So the, the only people that like, the only time I get recognized is when I'm in the running scene, like I'll get recognized somewhere. But other than that, like when I'm out and about, no one really recognizes yeah, me. But I do remember when I like first graduated from college, I moved to Atlanta right away. And the first place I went was Mod Pizza. Um, just some random place. It wasn't even in like downtown Atlanta. Like it was in some suburb and I like walking in this mod pizza and the guy that <laughs> the guy that was like taking my order was like, when I walked in, he's like, <gasps> and I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> Oh no. It's because it sounds so weird, but it's like, you kind of know that it's coming. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, Oh my gosh. And he's like, what's your name? And I was like, Emma. Cause he used to like write it on things like, are you Emma oh. Abrams? I'm like, yeah, it was like, it was just so, so random. I think that was like one of the first times I got recognized in public. And that was like one of the only times I've really gotten recognized, like not in the running world. So that was pretty funny. That is pretty crazy. So far from home too. Like that. Yeah. It was so, awesome. it was so random. <laughs> Unexpected. I'm, I'm curious on, so when you finished college, did, did you ever consider like applying for a job? I mean, I know, so you run running for the NCAA, you're not allowed to, you know, make money. You have to be an amateur, all of that. So were you confident enough, like leaving college that you were going to be able to be an entrepreneur, be self-employed and, and be totally fine? Oh, definitely not. Um, <laughs> I never have thought of myself as an entrepreneur. I've found myself in this position now, fi- figuring it out through trial and error, but 
when I graduated college, I actually had a job. I um, worked for a track agent in Atlanta, which is why I moved there. So that was like my nine to five experience that I've had. Um, It wasn't really a nine to five. It was such a small company and it was a track agency. So it was very different than like a normal corporate job. Um, So, I mean, that's when I I got like that job, but that's like really the only one I had. Um, I ended up quitting that and then moved back to San Diego. And I worked a couple like random jobs. Like I was doing PR for a, like a small agency in San Diego for a couple of food companies doing social media for them. And I, I think I was just kind of figuring out what I wanted to do next. And as of like January of 2019 is when I was like, all right, we're just going to make this thing work. And then I just decided to go fully self-employed and figured it out from there. But it has been quite the learning experience, but I definitely had like, I don't know, a bit of a, I don't, I don't know. I did, I knew that I could make it work if I really tried, um, just from like the work that I had done in, in college, like growing my brand, I guess, but I did never think that it was going to be my full-time job. So it's kind of crazy to think back and be like, I, I had no idea what I was doing senior year. So it's just kind of funny. Was that stressful at all? Or were you, did you just kind of take it one day at a time? It wasn't really stressful, honestly. I mean, I had the stress of like getting the internship going into my senior year. Like that was a little stressful. Cause I was like, I have just have no idea what I was doing and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, but once I like left college and I had that job in Atlanta and then I, it was stressful, like deciding to move away from Atlanta and away from that job. But I mean, I, I don't really get stressed that easily. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I probably <laughs> should be a little bit more stressed in some situations, but yeah, I haven't really had that much stress about, I guess, job paths. I think I'm just kind of going with the flow. And I'm, I mean, I'm only 24. So I'm like, these are the years I can like take risks without much consequence if things go wrong. So I'm just doing it. I like it. Like it. Yeah. You got plenty of time to figure it out. I mean, that's what I tell myself. And then just the years keep kicking on. I'm like, okay, (laughs) what am I doing now? I mean, as long as, as long as you're covering your expenses and you're having fun, like that's really all that matters. So yeah. Yeah. That's what I tell myself. (laughs) Not be stressed about anything else. So what's, do you have like a, like fast forwarding, however, like 35, 40 years for retirement? What's your, what's your retirement job? Oh my gosh. I have no are idea. You, are, you are you serious? Do you work at like a pizza place? Do you open your own brewery? I mean, are there going to be like, I, I don't know. I'm just a hot take, do, I do guess. You, is, are there going to be, is there going to be a barista or is it just going to be a robot? Is there going to be a pizza person or is it just going to be a robot? You know, like, good question. I don't even, who yeah. knows what jobs are even going to be in 40 years, you know? Yeah. I haven't, you know, I don't really even think more than a year ahead. So I have not thought about my retirement path, um, 40 years from now, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know what I'm I don't know what I'm doing this summer. So you yeah. know, maybe I, I'll just be like vlogging, like my sixty-four year old self. Be like, hey guys, what's up, fellas? What's yeah, up? Was, I'm, serving, I'm serving pizza at the bowling alley. You're <laughs> knitting my sweater. <laughs> if you could, up, check them out. If you could be like the longest running YouTube channel, like the most years of posting a video, like every month Ooh. for X number of years. That could be you, like 50 years in running this channel. That would actually be kind of funny if I did that. Would that would be funny. <laughs> that's, that's my goal now. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't write that down. I'm going to forget some year. <laughs> what What did your uh, college teammates think of, like, you starting the YouTube channel and being around the camera? Because from, from everything that I've watched, like, they all seem super comfortable enjoying it and everything. What is that how it was from the get-go? Or was there, a, like, a 
a learning curve, so to speak, up front where where the other ladies were kind of like, oh, like, I don't know if we should be doing this. Yeah. I, gosh, I don't even remember really. Everyone, I think, was just kind of excited about it. And because I was filming on my phone, not a camera, I think it made it more casual. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it just, yeah, I was, it was like kind of the beginning of like running YouTube. So it wasn't as cringy, I feel like. And not that running YouTube is cringy, but I feel like I wasn't trying to make it anything like crazy or like clickbaity. I was just like documenting my life. So I think that made it a little bit less stressful on people. But there were some people that like, I don't know, gravitated more towards the camera more than others. And like, I mean, I noticed that right away. So I wouldn't like force the camera on anyone's face because that's the last thing I want to do, especially at like a race. Oh my gosh. I would never want to like make people feel uncomfortable for my own, like documenting my YouTube channel or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it seemed like people had enjoyed it, had a good time with it. So it was fun. That's good. Yeah. That's uh, something that I guess Spencer Brown, athlete special talked to us about just the Brooks beast, like, his first, you know, even now, I guess now he's got a little more of them, you know, showing up in his videos, but they were definitely slow introduction, slow introduction yeah. to like being open to doing it. Uh, and he, that makes he, sense. yeah, I mean, I guess also, yeah, like a, a pro running team too. It's like, how much do you want to give away to the competition? Blah, blah, True. blah. Yeah. So. And I think it's like the younger generation, I feel like is more open to it too, because people like kind of grew up on YouTube, but then if you have not that people on Brooks Beats are old, but it's like, I don't know, people that didn't grow up with watching like YouTube, I feel like are just a little less, you know, keen on being in front of the camera or like, yeah. I don't know. No, definitely. Yeah. If you're like closer to 30 versus closer to 20, it's a big it's a huge difference. difference. Yeah. yeah. Huge difference in the level yeah. of comfort. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Should we get into some of these, the, your random questions that you have down we, here? We covered a lot of them, but my first random one is, uh, You've entered intro. Oh, Jesus Christ. You've interviewed Centro before. And now that he has a pretty beefy mustache, do you prefer him with or without the mustache? I mean, okay. I'm looking, I'm looking at his latest pick. It's, it's not bad. I mean, I think it looks better clean shaven, but I also don't want to start beef with Centro. So. Oh, we, we would never we, do that. We, we, yeah, no, yeah. no, definitely not. We want to really start quick. beef with Centro. We, we, Centro is like known for not going on podcasts and, you know, putting himself out there. So we're, we're trying to like find a way to. Oh, I see. And so that's why you asked me the question. He's going to be, he's going to watch us be like, who is that? <laughs> well, you know, Trying to stir the pot a little bit as much as we can, but <laughs> makes sense. It makes sense. Keeping things interesting. No, the uh, the last episode, like we did with Craig and uh, Eric Jenkins, they it ended up stirring up some beef between like Bowerman Track Club. And I know. I, I saw all that. I was like, what is, okay. what is okay. going on? <laughs> I, nothing was going on. That's why they're all just totally messing around. But Centro had to like jump in on it and. Yeah. and like stand up for his teammate Josh, even though there really wasn't even any beef. So Centro had to dive in and say, "Oh, whatever." Like I'm, I'm back in Josh. Like there's a hate post out there. What? Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. I mean, it's just funny because there's such little ri- rivalries in the running world. So it's like <laughs> anytime there's like someone makes a scare or sketchy like Strava comment, and everyone's like, "Oh my goodness!" Did you see that there's beef between blah 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 blah, or like someone posts someone blurred in the background of the picture being like okay it looks like these people aren't friends anymore so it's like there's just people will 
capitalize on anything here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty. Yeah, I, I mean, I I would prefer there to be way more rivalry. Like, yeah, yeah. no, it sounds fun. It'd be way more fun, but, <laughs> but I just want to be on the outside. I don't want to be involved. I just like to eat my popcorn on the outside. Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, we're just we're just a you know objective media company here. We're letting yeah. everyone have their voice on our podcast, and yeah, we're, I'm we're the same size. way. So. <laughs> No sides. Well, yeah. Well, we'll see if we can ever get any of the Bowerman guys on. The Bowerman ladies, all very nice, open to coming on our podcast. The Bowerman guys, not going to respond to us. So, wow, savage, ruthless. Yeah, it is. It is savage. Man. Yeah, I got. I got actually had a lot of the Bowerman girls on my podcast too, but none of the guys yet. So maybe I'll try. See if okay. they, yeah, <laughs> see, if, see if you can break in there because I mean maybe we'll find it's just us, but. <laughs> Probably, probably. <laughs> that will hurt the ego a little bit, but <laughs> we were actually so w- the debate like we've been having with ourselves is okay. Our podcast is named the Beer Mile Podcast. Does that like attract more guests uh, and listeners, or does it detract because some people don't want to be associated with the word beer? I guess in your perspective, like is it or is that something you thought about? Was it like a positive, a negative, or just you were indifferent either way? Well, I was surprised you guys wanted me to come on because I've never run a beer mile in my life. So I like the concept, but I think the beer mile, it's like, I don't know, it just makes people think of the beer mile. So it's like, if they don't, if they have never run one or they don't even know what it is, maybe it'll deter them. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> so yeah, like from your marketing mind, cause that, we, that was the debate we were going with. So we were like, well, we kind of want to do running, but we want to talk about other stuff too. Like we just want to, I don't know, like talk about beer. We want to talk about business, all these other yeah. things, but beer mile is well, one, there's no other podcast, like, I guess, specific to that community. And also that's a very common, like search term, just beer yeah. mile. So we're like, ah, should we capitalize on that, but then get people to understand that we actually are running podcasts or do we just come up with something brand new? Because I, there's just so many running podcasts now that it's, you got to stand out in some way. And so yeah. I guess our way to stand out was to just be the name of something that everyone's yeah. familiar with already. That's kind of related to running coffee was already taken. So. Yeah. There's a, in like the cold brew, you already <laughs> stole that. So like, uh, you know, stole it. I stole, it. I stole it. I'm the only one out there. So, I mean, I had the same dilemma The like coming up with the podcasting was the hardest thing just because I was like, I don't know. And I don't want to limit it to running podcasts though. I, have basically only had runners on um, because that's my inner circle, but I do want to branch out this year, but I feel that like coming up with a good name is so key, but yeah, I think it's just kind of, you should ask all of your guests this if you haven't yeah. already, just to get some different perspectives. Exactly. For me, it was just, I've never run a beer mile. So I'm like, why do these guys want me on the podcast? You know, so maybe it's like, yeah, I don't know. Hannah, yeah. Hannah bullied me into asking. <laughs> oh hannah i know i know <laughs> oh adam you're making you're making it sound like we didn't want to have them on Come no on we well, i didn't think we could get her on so <laughs> yeah I mean, we, we, we thought you know we, we thought we weren't quite there yet like, but... that was too big for us honestly <laughs> oh yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, hannah we were <laughs> sorry <laughs> I think it's your it's your second podcast appearance. You you came on. Well, we I don't think we included it in the actual podcast, but with Carissa, you you showed your face, and now you're showing your face again. Well, I heard my name job, so I figured I should say hi. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not talking about you at all. Not <laughs> at all. Okay. I'm not saying that Hannah told <laughs> told you to ask me that. We were we were saying that you should enjoy the wine. Yeah, that's what they were saying. She definitely <laughs> was not here for the past five minutes. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh interviewing all these people on convo over cold brews what's the like who's the person you've gotten most nervous for it's the people that i like don't know super personally like so last week i interviewed alexi pappas and i mean i've met her a couple times but i don't really know her personally so i just i don't know i get nervous in that because i'm like what if i mess up like what if i'm stuttering a lot you know yeah but yeah, I think that one was probably the most nerve wracking, but I think this, these coming months, cause I'm trying to branch out of my inner circle. I think I'll have someone that's probably more nerve wracking just because I won't know them at all. Um, but we'll see. I I've kept it very tame for myself just by interviewing all of my friends. So we'll see. <laughs> Alexa. Yeah. She, it seems like her book, at least based on the number of people I see sharing it and everything, it seems like it's doing really well. So she's definitely yeah. kind of getting in the limelight. So, I mean, I would be nervous to interview her as well. I mean, yeah, we, we have no. to come on and hopefully she, hopefully she's able to in the next few weeks, we'll see if she is, but I would definitely be nervous for that one. So I yeah. feel like no, it was, I mean, it was a great interview and we had a lot to talk about and I started reading her book too. It's very good. So I recommend. Yeah. yeah I, I DM'd her that I cried on the plane. So <laughs> did you actually DM her that? Yeah. Okay. Did you cry on the plane? Yeah, I was listening to her because for the audiobook on Audible, she narrates it, which is Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he wasn't Um, yeah, not reading, listening to it. Yeah, I'm not good at reading books, but I am good at listening. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry, mom. Uh but yeah, I was I was listening to it on the way back from Arizona, like next to I don't know, like these I was like sitting next to old people and I was just like in the middle crying by myself and it's like put your hood up yeah so i was like don't look at me i feel like everyone's caught on the plane at some point maybe it's just me but i've definitely shed a tear like looking out the window like being all dramatic i'm like yeah oh yeah thinking about something like you're you're in some crappy uh uh hallmark movie yeah exactly so so you don't ever for your podcast you don't ever just go with the approach of like i'm gonna message some random person that i don't even know at all like i've never even been introduced to uh and just go for it you 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 at least have had like an introduction through some other means uh yeah i mean i think this coming season season two i'm calling it which is basically 2021 i think i'm gonna start doing that just to like shoot my shot with people that inspire me that are like i don't know bigger than me i guess in the world of social media or whatever beyond that so i think i'll have more like cold calling i guess you could say but a lot i mean last year was basically just me texting my friends being like hey do you want to be on my podcast them saying yes and then me sending them a zoom link the the next day so there we go you've got high profile friends then (laughs) i mean that's kind of nice they're all like my old teammates so it makes it easier yeah yeah well if you yeah if you need some lessons in shooting your shot we've we've dm'd so many people that haven't responded so hey yeah we're the guys yeah cold calling for cold brews i mean that's that could be a series in itself so i like that i like that idea (laughs) has a good ring to it if you could have one person on the podcast over the next year who would it be oh gosh someone someone asked me this the other day too um i want to get casey neistat on one day just because i mean he runs and he's a youtuber guy that kind of blew up in 2016 so i think it'd be cool to get his perspective um that's like my go-to answer but i feel like there could be someone else too but i'm just my go-to answer is casey neistat yeah i mean you could i mean shoot really big shoot for like donald trump or something you know like yeah, shoot I, mean, really big. <laughs> I don't think i'm gonna have him on my podcast <laughs> just to absolutely destroy him <laughs> might have to record it in jail i don't know no that's true hopefully <laughs> oh uh, 
All right. Should we do some rapid fire closing questions? Let's do it. Okay. So segment we call the last gulp. We'll take a drink, ask a question, rapid fire, as many as we can think of. Um, you can one word answer it. Give us oh my gosh. explanation if you want. This is, uh, the rapid fires always stress me out because I feel like my brain doesn't process it fast enough. I mean, okay. if, you, if you want to take time to to talk through one, feel free. You know, it's okay. not. There's no shot clock. We're yeah. you know we're keeping it chill. So we'll, we'll start easy. Um, let's go with your favorite dessert. Favorite dessert is Ben and Jerry's Tonight Dough ice cream. Oh heck yeah. yeah! We're we're big ice cream fans. Yeah, me too. Love it. All right, favorite place you've traveled and lived? Favorite place I have traveled either to New York City. I love New York City. Um, I also went to this place called Guadalupe when I was working for the track agent in Atlanta. And it was just like really cool to travel outside the country, which I haven't really done much. Um, And then favorite place to live. I mean, I've only lived like three different places. I, I love San Diego. That's probably my, it's my home. That's where I grew up, but... I love the weather, so. Yeah, definitely the best climate out of all the options. Yeah, yeah. Friends-wise, though, I think Portland wins, so. Because Hannah's not listening. Yeah, because Hannah's definitely (laughs) making herself lunch. (laughs) All right. uh, Favorite genre of music and or some artists that you're currently listening to? Okay. Um, So my music like choice doesn't really fit my lifestyle at all. I only listen to like hip-hop and rap. Okay. And my favorites would be Post Malone for sure. I'm very basic. Post Malone, The Weeknd, Drake, um, J. Cole, Tyler, The Creator. Those are all my favorite. It's like really, it's kind of a hardcore, not like Post Malone is like super hardcore, but some of the stuff I listen to is like that I'm blaring in my ears would not make any sense to the surrounding world. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Favorite race you've ever attended or spectated? Okay. Um, oh gosh, I've run so many races in my life. Um, I need to stop saying, um, <laughs> I honestly, okay. The Chicago marathon was an experience like I've never experienced before. It's so, I feel like I should be saying like one of the races I was super competitive in, but the marathon atmosphere was so crazy. And it was just something that was so new to me that I'll definitely do another marathon again in my life. And I like want to try hard, um this time but yeah. it was really fun to run the chicago marathon so i would say that you can do it again yeah Definitely do, it, do again. it again yeah yeah no Chicago. yeah i haven't done new york but i've done boston and chicago and it's yeah it's absolutely insane the marathon just atmosphere energy yeah. and because it because it comes from like racers within the race as well as the spectators yeah uh, it's it's I, I don't know i guess I, I don't know how it compares though to like Cause I've never run it like a D one NCAA cross country meet where people are like running across yeah. like from yeah. point to point to cheer you on and all that. So, I mean, I'm sure that's like super hype. I know from like high school running, it was, it was similar to that, but, uh, yeah, but- I mean, I was going to say like 2016 NCAA cross country when we won, but like, that's such a generic answer, you know, yeah, like, yeah. of course I'm going to be excited about that. <laughs> um, and that was really exciting. Like while I was running the race and I knew that we were doing well, like that was super exciting, but yeah. I think it was just a very different experience. Like that one had a lot of pressure. The Chicago Marathon didn't have a lot of pressure. So I think it just depends on the situation. <laughs> For sure. If you could be a pro in any sport, what sport would it be? Oh, gosh. Um, ooh, I'm trying to think of like lifestyles. That would be cool. I, don't, I wish I was like a cool beach volleyball player. Like I feel like those 
just like seen as like the cool girls, you know, and yeah. I wish I was good at volleyball. I have the height, not, not even, I mean, five eleven is kind of short for volleyball, but I wish I was just coordinated in that way or had like a good arm or something, but I don't have any, any of that. So probably volleyball, beach volleyball. Yeah. Beach vibes would be cool. That's a that's yeah. a new one. Most, most people say like NBA, NFL. I mean the big the big notable. Yeah, but that's so generic again. You know. Of course, of course. <laughs> no, I like that. I like the beach vibes. That's cool. All right. Besides net worth, if you're looking up your own name on Google, what is the first result you would want to pop up? Okay. Um, Emmett. <laughs> Emma Abrahamson dating Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I like it. <laughs> this obsession with him has become too much. Honestly, I like definitely play it up. I'm not, I don't think about Timothy every day. I mean, maybe he'll pop, maybe he'll pop in my head like once a day if I'm on TikTok or something, but um, yeah, that's probably it. We need, we need to, we need to like leak that as like a story to TMZ or something. Just leak it <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, honestly. Post it. And then it will be it. the first thing to show up. You get some credibility behind the, <laughs> behind Yeah, the. I like that idea. <laughs> Timothy, if you're listening, let's get this thing started. All right. <laughs> uh, what's the best party you've ever been to or like post-race party you've ever been to? Can go either way. Okay. Um... Honestly, a lot of the parties I've been to have been like runner parties, obviously, just because that's who I surround myself with. But yeah, I don't know. We had some good parties in college, like post NCAA's um, track season. So there'd be like a lot of people in town and we go to this one place called The Lodge and it would just be filled with like a bunch of random runners from the NCAA meet. So I would say some of those lodge parties were pretty fun, but pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's that's it. There's like some good times at Taylor's too, that bar in Eugene, but yeah, yeah, R.I.P. We've we've only heard stories, never been, but we've heard we've heard. I don't think you'll ever be able to go now. So, (laughs) is there is there a new bar that replaced it and just no? Apparently, it's just all boarded up down there, so there's nothing nothing there. All right, extra sad, man. Maybe that's our next business venture. We, we buy the place and then we call Taylor's. it Taylor's. We just call there it. you go. Yeah, people Dude. definitely not not know. Oh, man. Oh, I, yeah, I think I think the girls would probably be mad at us. We're already, <laughs> we're already a little in the hole. Yeah, uh, spend more money on a bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next question is a, a little out there. How many holes does a straw have? Um, two. And I know I'm just, people are like going to argue me on that nah. one at each end. Okay. I know which is one, but there's two. I, I, uh, oh, everyone, everyone says different answers. Yeah. yeah. There's no right answer. Yeah. There, there are, there are like mathematician proofs both ways on YouTube. So, you know, all right, well, I'm going with the two one. So. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right. Uh, so thinking back to the most wild night you've had in recent memory, uh, what were you drinking that night? Oh my goodness. Okay. I feel like I don't have that many wild nights. Um, but it was definitely claws. I mean, <laughs> that's like pretty much all I do drink. So claws probably maybe a tequila shot or something at the bar. Maybe this was like the time I'm thinking of was like 2019. So it was a while ago. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Allegedly. Uh, wait, no. Yeah. Hannah said Jenny doesn't like tequila. So that's why Jenny we don't like tequila. She vomits. Oh, she, oh, vomits. That doesn't mean she, she just has on. too much of it. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. 
Oh, she she had a bad memory with it. That makes sense. Yeah. I do my best not to mix drinks though, because that ends up being bad. I've learned over the years. Yeah. So definitely. Uh, do do we do the closer? Yeah. Oh, I got a closer after that. You do that one, and then oh, I got a closer. Right. Oh, we got a closer and a closer number two. All right. Okay. Okay. So uh, you have one day left to live. Oh no. And <laughs> and money is no object. What are you going to do for your last day? Oh my gosh, you're asking very big questions here that I should have thought about last night before I went to bed or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would probably go to like a tropical place and bring all of my friends, of course. And we just, I don't know, enjoy our last, my last day. They'll still be there apparently, <laughs> only I'm gone. <laughs> they can stay on the island as long as they want, but I'll be gone. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just have a good time with my friends on some random tropical island. I think that would be fun. Maybe have a boat in there too, like a little yacht action or something. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Under the sunshine, beautiful weather. Love that. Awesome. So my last, my closing question then that I that I thought of as we were going through this, what's, what's the favorite podcast you've ever appeared on? Ooh. Oh gosh, are you going to be Why mad? At this I'm not, no, no, I'm not putting you on the spot. It, it's, the follow up to that, I'll give you the follow up, and then you can answer them both. The follow up is, honestly, where where do we rate in all the podcasts you've been an interviewee on, from zero to if Timothy Chalamet was? <laughs> okay, honestly, like this is a great podcast. I think it's just different than other ones that yeah. I've been on. So. You know, I don't really talk about my drinking habits on podcasts. <laughs> oh, you were very, you were very PG. It was totally. Because okay, I'm like, I'm not really wild, but um, no, I, I, I've only been on a few podcasts. Like I've been on City's Mag, Alley on the Run show. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know. I've been on Hurdle, a different one. No, I think this one was actually my favorite. I feel, I feel like I was down to earth and I, I talked about more than like just my running or like my triathlon experience. So I like my, I like, cause my life beyond being an athlete is a big part of my life now. I mean, in the past it was definitely like, I don't know, I was a one track mind athlete, but now that I have like the business side of it, I think I like talking about that more. So I, I enjoyed this one. This is probably my number one. Oh, heck Damn. yeah. You heard it here yeah. first. Oh. <laughs> Th- thank you. Thank you for the support and totally can relate to like all these different like aspects of, of content and then now like actual business and, and food production, et cetera. Like it takes so much time, like editing videos takes forever, podcasting yeah. and then putting it out there. And then it's not only just like you edit the video and put it out and then it's like, you got to do all the social posts to like pump it up and all the, it's just, it is crazy how much work goes into just putting out some content. But I mean, obviously people love what you're doing, so it's great, but yeah, can you run our social just, media? Yeah, we, we need We need a social media person. Right, no. Yeah. Do you want to add another Instagram account? I cannot add another Instagram to my little tab. I already have like five on there. I'm like, oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Instagram needs to update so they can let you have 20 because we need someone to do ours. (laughs) No, thank you. I've already been asked that so many times. I'm like, oh, absolutely not. Because I I think people really don't understand how much time goes into it. I'm like, I can't even post on my own accounts every day. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Well, if you... If you're if you're ever like looking for work, struggling, you can just be a social media consultant and you can Seriously. run 50 pages Seriously. and everyone will. Maybe that's what I did when I was working for that PR company. I was running people's yeah. social media. So it's definitely an option, but I love what I'm doing right now. So maybe down the road, we'll see. I'll run 20 accounts. <laughs> Excellent. Anything else you'd like to say to the listeners to plug uh, closing out here? Um, Gosh, 
I, I don't know if I've ever been asked to plug because I'm always the one asking people to plug on my podcast. Um, so go listen to my pa- podcast, honestly. Uh, Convos over cold brew. It's way better than this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm not going to argue. Every single time. So of course it's going to be better. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that makes me sound crazy. Um, no, go listen to my podcast if you want some good interviews with some runners. Or people beyond the running scene, hopefully in the future too. Um, follow me on Instagram. I post every day, usually on the gram. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, go go check out my protein—not protein bars, my crazed food bars. Peanut <laughs> butter coffee flavored. They're delicious. That's it. Love yeah. it. And who? Yeah, whoever decided 15 grams of protein was too little of protein. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. plenty of. That's a lot of protein. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> It's enough for me. So exactly. Awesome. Thanks for being on. We really enjoyed it. Uh, best of luck in everything you're doing. We're excited to try the bars. We got to get our shipment in. They're too, they're too rare right now, but we're going to get, we're going to get selling out. You got to get a box. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Emma. Thank you. All right, fellas. That was our interview with Emma Abrahamson. Really enjoyed that conversation. And you heard it from her direct from her mouth. Aside from convos over cold brew, we're the best podcast out there. So Appreciate you coming on, Emma. Appreciate you at least being nice to our faces. Um, Looking forward to meeting you in person, uh, hopefully at the Olympic trials coming this spring slash summer. So thanks again. Now let's get into the beer of the week. This week, we have another beer that came from a Christmas subscription that Adam got from his brother. Shout out to Eric. Shout out to his twin brother, Eric. This one is called the Powder Monkey Pale Ale. It's from the Heavy Seas Beer in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, not supposed to read the description. I didn't read the description. Okay. Okay. Nope. So yeah, as you as you saw, um, not on the Colleen episode, but the one before that where we talked about the beef with you know Craig and Josh Kerr, and Josh Thompson, and Centro, and all the you know, Joshes, you know all the all the beef that we stirred up, it, we you know attribute it to us. Oh my uh, gosh. We had beers on that, and we decided. I accused Adam that he only knows what the beer tastes like because he reads the label first as influence. So we're not gonna read the label, we're just gonna actually taste it and see if we can taste the vanilla and caramel coffee hops or whatever the bullshit is. Okay, okay. it was chocolate and the last beer. Yeah, 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 you know, whatever. So, Powder Monkey Pale Ale. So you don't like pale ales, right? I'm not a huge fan. I, I would take a pale ale over an IPA. Um, we, we've had this discussion before of like, for some reason, double IPAs, triple IPAs taste better than IPAs, but I'll, I'll take this over an IPA. Dude, this, I, I would say this is one of the best pale ales I've ever had. I'm not a huge, yeah, I know. Ooh, okay. So my, <laughs> my, my, I don't want to, well, maybe we should rate before I say too much, but yeah. I will say during the conversation with Emma, um, I did have a daisy cutter pale ale. Can't remember for sure if we've reviewed that one or not previously on the podcast, but I've had that, I had that one during the interview and then tasting this pale ale, I like it a lot better. And that's saying something because the Daisy Cutter is actually something I would that's, order. That's all reliable, you know? Yeah, it's Daisy all reliable cutters, for a pale ale. It works. Okay, yeah. so let's do- so one, more, s- one more, one more swig. Okay. One more swig. We've been splitting the ratings into general oh, for care. taste and drinkability as well as like within the category. So in this case, we'll be doing for the pale ale. Yep. So just compared to other pale ales, that's what we're doing first? Yeah. Damn. Okay, let's do taste first. Taste compared to other pale ales. Yeah. Okay. Which is good because I drank. Uh, we had the daisy cutters. Yeah. Okay, yeah. A certain number of daisy cutters. Yeah, I had like a half a daisy cutter before this. So, three, 
two, one. Oh, a ten. Oh, do you think it tastes nine. a nine? Damn. Compared that's... to other pale ales. Fair enough. I mean, I would say like You just six... said it was amazing. You're only giving it a six. Well, I'm trying to be more savage. I think that it tastes about the same as a daisy cutter. Oh, no, it's way better than daisy cutter. Really? Way better. Way better. Okay. I mean, a nine. That's good. Okay. Compared to all beers then. Oh, see, I feel like I almost did it reverse. Anyway. Yeah, that's why I, I was gonna say a six is not correct. Do, yeah. you, do you need to change that answer? I'll change it to a seven. Okay, fair enough. So now compared to all beers. Okay. Three, two, one. Okay, so now I'm at a six, so Adam's at a seven. I don't dislike pale ales, which is why I kind of kept it the same. Pale ales are lower on my ranking, but this one specifically is, is very solid. Let's do the next rating because I think it'll okay. come out in the drinkability. Yeah, after. oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> So drinkability- In terms of pale ales. Drinkability in terms of pale ales only. Okay. Okay, three, two, one. I'm at nine. You're at nine, I'm at 10. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean the drinkability- This is the most drinkable pale ale I've ever had. Usually pale ales have a little bit of a bite to them and this one, I could drink for days. That, yeah, I exactly. Could be, I could be marooned on a desert island and have nothing but this. And I'm sure we have people out there saying, you guys are idiots. Like this is actually higher IBUs than the other right, one or right. some, some <laughs> crap. Sure. It is what it is. I, it, to me, yeah, it doesn't taste, it doesn't taste as hoppy, way more drinkable. Yeah. All right, compare. What would you see at? So this one will be general drinkability, three, two, one. Seven. seven, seven yeah. across the board. Yeah. I mean, especially for, I think, pale ales for you, for drinkability, this is a very drinkable beer. Oh, yeah. For me, just because like I, I enjoy pale ales, I'll, I'll have one to six, question yeah. mark. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say, like, I could, I mean, any, oh, well, really any beer, I could have a six pack if I had to, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not like, a wuss, but, but this especially, I would actually enjoy it if, oh, I, yeah. if I was doing it. So. Oh, yeah. This isn't something where I'd get to too deep and be like, oh, I'm really full and, and I don't want that flavor I need anymore. some food to like reset yeah. my palate or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So then, so that's where I was saying the drinkability would come out. Yeah, in my drinkability is absolute money. It, this is, yeah, this is good stuff. If you're listening, Heavy Seas Beer, if you, if someone out there knows a brewer there or their marketing team or something. I would say we would send you, us. I would say we would send you beer, but like you already brew it, so... I don't know what, what we'll do. Yeah, we'll you. send you a, a sweatshirt in exchange for a, you know, a bunch of cases of this. Or actually, we'll just give them a shout out. We're we'll already giving them a shout out. Actually, you owe us. You're indebted <laughs> to us. Uh, Heavy Seas Beer. I'm going to send you an invoice for. Uh, yeah, what's our going rate? I don't know, like 10 six packs? 10 six packs of this? I think that's the going rate. Right yeah, now. as long as like the, the packaging is bruised or something like that, just give us the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, we'll take yeah. it. I mean, as you all see it's next, as you will see next episode, we are we got a sponsor, so we know our going rate isn't zero anymore. We're just gonna say that the going rate is above we're not, zero. We're not free bitches anymore. We are not free. <laughs> Man, uh, good so, stuff. So now I wanna I wanna be because you're gonna critique me on like what I think the flavoring is. Yeah, what's the flavoring? So I'm gonna smell it again. Mm. Yeah, what is that flavor? Well, first, can you check the description to see if it has like the actual? Oh, it doesn't even have anything. Well, because that was the last beer. I... See, I it, it doesn't is, because I don't a... think it tastes like anything. I don't think there are added. Yeah, I mean, it's not brewed in a, a barrel filled with Lemons orange peels. Yeah, exactly. It's not meant to be that. Yeah, I mean, still, usually beers will say some crazy thing like hint of 
blackberries right. or a hint of vanilla, whatever. This is, this literally says nothing. Maybe there is something, but it doesn't say anything. So I do like the, oh, so X factor for this beer is that it kind of has like a pirate vibe. Pirate vibes, I think that's kind of hype. The Heavy Seas Beer Brewing Company also has a, a skull for their insignia, which is kind of dope. Hell yeah. We're educated on this podcast. We know these things, so... Great, all in all, great beer. Let us know in the comments what beer should we drink next. Give us some ideas. We'll go find it. Uh, like it's likely at the store near us, the Binnies, because they have pretty much everything. So we'll check it out. We'll try it. Leave us a comment. Also, leave us a comment. Who do you want to see next? What are we doing well? What are we doing poorly? You know, just let us know. Yeah, we, we're you, we're big boys. We can take we can take criticism. Yeah. Do you hate us? I, yeah, that's fine. I mean, if you hate us, you should probably just you know. Well, don't unsubscribe. You should probably just subscribe, but just, just you know, don't watch it. Or actually still watch it. We still want the view time. You should probably subscribe and watch it and just, you know, keep your thoughts to yourself. I think that's yeah. the best approach. Yeah, I mean, you know how your mom says, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Exactly. Exactly. Only say positive things. We want your feedback as long as it's positive. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we actually want good feedback. And we did. We have gotten some good some good feedback via email. Uh, so keep doing that. Also, the, via the comments. We read all the comments. You'll, you'll see. We, you know, we'll give you a heart. We'll like everything that people are posting. So we read everything. So know that what you're saying is being heard. Um, we've also had our first supporter uh support us uh support the podcast on our anchor site so anchor.fm slash beer dash mile dash media um shout out to eric he gave us 10 bucks to support the podcast our first ever uh supporter so we really appreciate that that means a lot um we did invest a lot of money in all this equipment to get this thing going so to make sure that the quality was good for all of y'all so yeah besides, thanks a bunch yeah besides uh me talking about shitting myself during a triathlon uh in the interview like when i i think it was probably when i was at work today well virtually at work when we got that donation i just like shit my pants so shout out to eric that was awesome i mean ten dollars like that's sick yeah so really appreciate it you know we don't expect it really the most the biggest thing you can do is just rate us five stars yeah. comment like but uh but if you you know if you're feeling generous our anchor page um link on the screen link in the description if you want to donate there also we're on venmo just at beer mile we got the most fired handle that you can get at beer mile on venmo so feel free uh really appreciate that we'll see you on the next episode with Sinclair Johnson and Vanessa Frazier of the Bowerman Track Club. And we're we're announcing the sponsorship then, so And we're announcing our our first official sponsorship for the podcast. So, so stay stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. Smash that subscribe. Smash that subscribe. And then so go. You do smash this way. I think this is like a pimp slap, you know? That that is kind of a pimp slap. Pimp slap that subscribe <laughs> button. Pimp slap it. And also Go buy Heavy Seas beer and hit them up. DM them on Instagram and tell them to support the pod. Uh, tell them to send us some free beer. So highly recommend Because we'll, we'll drink it. We will drink it. So cheers, everyone. Until next time. <laughs>